I'm chatting now with uh, the South African men's hockey coach, uh, Fabian Gregory. Uh, good morning, Fabian. Very exciting game. Yeah, thanks very much. Yeah, it was a very exciting game. I thought we showed a lot of fight towards the end of the, in the first in the first chuck in the first 15 minutes, and then in the last 15 minutes we showed a lot of uh, a lot of fighting spirit, but also a lot of enterprise in our in our attacking play. Um, yeah, the, the the middle two chuckers was a bit disappointing. We seem to have lost our shape uh, our shape when we got uh, St. Peyton sent to off for for five minutes. And the. We can get back to pe- people being sent off, but f- but for now, um, the game on Monday, the team held Belgium to almost a draw. Uh, they scored on on the, on the last corner at the last minute and came in with three two. The game tonight um, was a very exciting game for South Africa to get four ge- goals to their seven. Yeah, without a doubt, I think one of the big pluses for us is that in the past. We would be very competitive for phases of matches against countries that are ranked in the top six, but uh, we've actually made a big step forward as being that we're able to score a few goals now. So I look at all the games that we've played. We've been able to penetrate the defense of of, the, of two of the top six teams in the world um, on every occasion that we've played against them, which is encouraging for me to see, um, and especially seeing that we've, we've selected such a young group of players and Saying young, we've also selected. They are very, very inexperienced. So it's also we 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 felt this an opportunity for the younger players also to show. And it's quite inter- it's quite interesting to see the dynamics. How the dynamics of the group has changed in the sense that the younger players bring a different different level of energy, quite dynamic and a fresh fresh approach to to their play. Um, it's almost as if they're quite fearless in their attack as well as yes. their defensive skills, which gives us a a bit of uh, an unknown quantity which we, we we didn't have in the past. Which I'm which I'm quite quite excited about and in the sense that the selectors are also feeling that we must continue in this vein and keep pushing players and giving players more opportunity and an opportunity to grow not only from a training perspective but I also I always believe that the only time you can really make an assessment if a player is up to international standard is if they compete against the best in the world and who better to play against than the Dutch and, and Belgium over the last over the last few days. And now you've got this youngster, Dayan Kasim, who on Monday's game um, really shone. He scored a goal, and he's still in school at Bishops. Yeah, quite a quite an interesting story with Dayan because I played a bit of hockey with his dad many many years ago, um, and I've been following Dayan pretty much from the from the sideline and, and also just listening to other people's comments and the coaches that have worked with him. Um, and he is an exceptional talent and. I made, pretty much made up my mind last year at the end of the under-18 boys tournament that I think I'm going to give him a chance and see what he can do. We've always been committed to choosing players who excel at the youth level and more specifically at under-21 level. But here we have an exciting young player who I believe can develop into a world-class attacking player and also from a defensive perspective where you come in and we select players always for what they do when we're in ball possession. But here we have a youngster who is absolutely fearless and has such a, a fantastic work ethic. It makes it really exciting and a pleasure to coach when you know for the fact that he is a young, a young man who works so hard on his game, not only from an attacking perspective, but for, on his defense as well. Mm. Um, and he's an exceptional talent, and I'm really excited and happy to have him in the group because he's not only uh, picking up numbers, but he's making a big contribution. And, you know, also in that particular match, he, he, he injured his hand, and yet he never stops fight, fighting. He keeps on 
going back, even if it's the whole length of the field. And he gets that uh, that possession. Um, and and it's that hunger that's so exciting. One of the criticisms about the South African hockey team was it was very white. Um, what I like about what you're doing is you're getting a, a team that's more representative and, and you're mixing it up. So you've got some experienced players and a whole lot of really young players. Is this all about building for the next Olympic Games? Without a doubt. Um, we were, we, in my opinion, we were hard done by not going to the last Olympics, which was in Rio, having qualified in according to FIH standards, but Saskatchewan unfortunately felt that. So I had a different view and felt that we needed to qualify through a different uh, pathway. Um, so we lost an opportunity to also grow players, which is one. And secondly, for some of the senior players who've been around for 10 plus years to also have a good way to finish their careers at the end of the day. So that was unfortunate. And in, in, in the discussion with the selectors, in conjunction with with the High Performance Committee at SA Hockey, it was felt that we have to make a, a set a different target. And the target is, how can we grow a team over the next four years to see how well we can perform and challenge at the Tokyo Olympics? And look, one step further, two years later, we have Commonwealth Games in Durban, which, if everything goes according to plan, we are confident that we, we could have a medal um, at, at, at that uh, event. And we have to choose players that we believe are going to be around in six years' time when that event comes along. And also make sure that we're giving those players as much opportunity to grow and also de- develop and hone their skills at international level so that we become competitive over a period of time. It's, it's, it's unrealistic to build a team from 2020 and say, hey, we want to win a medal at 2022. And we said, yeah, we're going to pick some players who we believe have the ability now um, or rather the potential now and we're going to hone those skills and see what we can come up with in six years' time. And one of the players that we have gone out on a limb for has been Diane Kassim. Um and he's really shown uh, in every single match that he's played. He brings a, 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 a fantastic level of energy, firstly. And I think, as a, and you mentioned it earlier, he got injured in the first minute of the game. Um, and within two minutes, he said to me, Coach, I'm ready to go back on again. And you're quite right that sometimes we, I, myself as a coach, I've also questioned the group's mentality. And it's exciting to see somebody of his, of his young age, tender age of 18, plays his first international game and shows immense mentality for somebody so young you expect a lot, a lot more maturity that yeah maybe 21 22 you can actually see but yeah we have a youngster who shows immense immense maturity on and off the field and also I'm, i've been quite impressed with his level of technical ability in the sense that he's quite clued up on the tactics that tactics that we're implementing and also credit must go to his coaches at um at Bishops, and one in particular is Jason Mulder, who's also come onto our, our coaching panel for this for this event, um, who's played a massive role in Diane's uh, in, in nurturing Diane as a, not only as a hockey player, but also growing him as an individual. And I think his parents can can feel exceptionally proud of what he's achieved, and also um, of of what they've instilled in the values they've instilled in him. So, uh, all around, a very a nice opportunity for players, and in Diane's case, really grabbing the bull by hounds and playing with it. Now, one of the frustrations is the lack of support, the financial support. Uh, tonight, um, I, somebody else is wearing the, the same number that Diane was wearing on Monday. I asked some of the young guys and they said, no, we don't have enough jerseys, so we... We, you know, we have to share. And, and, I, and I'm thinking, how can you run an international team when you actually don't even have enough jerseys for your players? Yeah, it makes it really difficult. Um, we have a new sponsor in Grays who've come on board. And uh, for this event, um, we've decided that we were going to 
have 22 jerseys and we we're going to work off the 22 jerseys because it's the first phase and we also it's trial and error period for them as a new a new apparel sponsor that's come on board um, and I'm confident by the next event and going forward to World League 2 World League 3 in July we will have um, all our kits sorted and yeah everything of the best for our new sponsors come on board and I must say they've been they've been really uh, enthusiastic about bringing their product in the play they've really bought into what they've been given as a as a, as a sample to wear for now. Um, and also, what, what's really good is that the players have actually had a say in the design of the kit, the material use. So the players are really feeling a little more a part of the decision-making, which is always good. Um, and they've also expressed some dissatisfaction with some of the things that they would like changed. And Grazer have said, without a doubt, we're happy to change. We want to make sure the players are happy. So, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a first up for them and for the players using the kit now. But yeah, I'm confident we're going to get this right for the next event. Now, you must have been very proud on Sunday. Um, South Africa was playing Australia and the, and the stands were filled and it, it was as it should be every game. There were lighties running around asking the, the South African hockey players for autographs and that's your future right there. Without a doubt, I think we, we, we undervalue ourselves as SA Hockey at times because we, I think we have some awesome ambassadors for the sport of, of hockey. And I don't only talk about the men's group, but I know for a fact on the ladies' side, recently retired goalkeeper Sanani Mangisa was one player I have worked with over eight to ten years. And I saw Sanani play her first international at 19 years old, as a 19-year-old girl. And Sanani has just excelled. And she's an exemplary role model for, for younger players. And the same applies to the players that we have in the men's group as well. Um, and I still and I still say it's it's enlightening it's for players to see that a youngster of Diane's uh, age is getting an opportunity in the senior team. So I think they also must realise that wow, that if I have the ability, I've got to keep working at it because I could get a chance. Mm. Now, one of the things I comment a lot about in terms of hockey is the pace, the skills, um, and one of the things is the lack of aggro. What I did notice tonight was that some of the, the players were chirping. Is that just because they knew and they don't realize that they just need to keep on playing? And um... yeah. <laughs> yeah, sometimes sometimes a little bit of frustration creeps in, um, and it's something that we work on from a discipline perspective, that we make sure that if we keep our players on the field at all times, then it makes it a lot more competitive for us. Um, and as I said before, it's also frustrating at times that with we, we're playing in a professional era and we are when we are absolutely a totally amateur team and the players make immense sacrifices on their own and financially, it's a huge outlay of cash to be here because we don't have a sponsor. So the players are funding the program and it's extremely expensive, but but also in one app shows the level of commitment and the passion that the players have to play hockey for South Africa and the pride they have in playing for their country. Now, have you had a lot of injuries? We've been fortunate enough that we haven't had major injuries. Um, I must give the players credit. Some of them have really looked well. The majority of them have looked after themselves really well. Um, we've been a bit disappointed with the individual discipline of some of the players not following the training programs that they were given. Uh, but again, that, that if you're not going to follow that, you open yourself up to, to criticism and the selectors take note of that. So if you're not going to do that, then yeah, you open the door for somebody else to replace you. Um, we've been fortunate in the sense that we haven't had injuries, and I think our physio has done a superb job this week, uh, over the well, over the last two weeks, and also the trainer that we've incorporated to look after the physical component of our training. Um, Wayne Coldman from Pretoria has also done an exceptional job. Um, and we we look forward to, to working with them in the future. And I know the players are quite excited with everything that we have playing going, going forward in the short term, but also for the longer term, working towards 
and Olympic Games where we want to be competitive and one step further, still looking to medal at 2022. Fabian Gregory, thank you for your time on Cape Talk. Absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me on the show. I'm chatting now with Elite Stewart, who was the captain of the South African men's team from 1978 to 1988. Elite, hi. I'm not chatting to you in capacity uh, as an ex-captain, but rather as a father of Alex, who's currently playing in the South African team. Good morning. Yes, that's, yeah, good morning. Yeah, it's actually quite exciting to have a, have a youngster make the grade, so to speak. <laughs> good to see him do, do you, it. Yeah. Do, do you think that there are hockey families where people have uh, it in the blood, as it were? Yeah, oh, no, I definitely think so. It's a, it's a cultural thing you bring up. You're brought up with, you know. It's, a, it's, a, it's almost like a, the whole hockey thing is a family in itself. And each family within itself that we all tend to play and uh, it's a culture that people grow up around hockey fields and it's a game that will start young you know if you don't start it young you'll never get into it you know yeah, yeah I remember playing with a with a hockey stick that had been cut off sawed off so that I could play as a lighty yeah that's it I also had exactly the same thing with my <laughs> dad's stick because my dad was a springback hockey player as well so you know okay. it goes in families you know? okay. <laughs> so I'm wanting yeah. to know though for you as a father what's it like to be a father um, of Alex in the springback team right now well, it's, it's quite exciting. It's also frustrating because you have the insight and all that sort of thing and you want so much for him and you can see exactly what he should be doing. And, you know, and so one tends to be hypercritical and it, it, it's exciting, but it's also you've got to stand back a bit and say, listen, it's his time now, it's time for him to do it. And so it is exciting, but also frustrating. <laughs> in, in terms yeah. of the kind of support the players get, uh, to summarise, it's, it's not much. Uh, no, no, I mean, uh, when we're, it, 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 nothing's changed. When we were there, it's exactly the same thing. We we, we were uh, dependent on handouts, and we pay for our own way. And the same thing is going on at the moment now. Players, players pay to go to the Olympics. They not the Olympics, the World Cup, but all these games. They pay themselves. You have to find their own way. And if they, you know, if their parents can't pay, we help those parents and. People helped me when I was a poor youngster growing up as well, you know, that sort of story. So it, what goes around comes around, and that's, that's the sort of ethos, and that's what makes it such a good game, because we're all in it because we love it, not because there's a lot of Tom in it or anything like that. So yeah. so what you're saying is that um, it, it really is that sense of cross-sponsorship. Yes, yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, there's a sort of uh, sense of belonging, and uh, that the, the hockey family is your family, and you, we all contribute to it as, as best we can, you know, because uh, certainly the government doesn't have much, you know, so that we have to do that, you know. And now, in terms of Alex and 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 what it means as a father to watch him prepare and 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 earn his mm. cap in in the Springbok hockey team, mm. what kind of effort he's had to put in, and was that different no, from he, in your day? I think they put in a lot more work than we did in our day. We worked hard in our day compared to how everyone else worked. Uh, so it's all, a, it's all a matter of errors, you know. But they do an enormous amount of training. He trains it twice a day at Stellenbosch University, which is the best training ground you've got. Uh, and, uh, he, you know, he trains twice a day every day for weeks on end, you know, for months on end. In fact, he hasn't been training, he hasn't stopped training for three years now. So they're, they're, they're incredibly fit young boys, these. Yeah. And does he? More, I think much more so than we were. Yeah. Does he play in uh, in international hockey um, as many people do overseas? No, no. He's a, he's a lighty. He's only twenty one. He's, he's just come back from the World Cup under twenty one World Cup in, in Lucknow in India. 
uh, where they played quite well. And, and uh, uh, so he's only just starting his career, I'd say. You know, hopefully he's just starting it. <laughs> you know, and, and so, um, but he's looking to do that in a few years' time. He's finishing engineering in two or three years, and he wants to go play in Europe. Uh, yeah. is, is that the kind of thing that you say to him? Finish your degree first, and then and then focus on on your hockey. No, I, well, luckily enough, Alex is quite a bright boy, so he can do both. You know, so yeah. he put, he puts he's quite good at time management, so he's doing both. But uh, once he's finished his hockey, once he's finished, then he's definitely going to go and spend three years overseas playing hockey or something like that, and probably studying, doing honours or postgraduate degree after that in in in, in you know in Leiden or someplace like that. Uh, so he can do both. There's no doubt about it. You know, but you want to do it when you're young, you know, because you're sentenced to die working from the age of 35 onwards forever. You know, so you must do it while you're young. Mm, That's it. Mm, mm. Yeah, a lot of other guys like it. I mean, a lot of the uh, national side have played overseas and, and try their trade overseas and come back to play for South Africa. You know? mm, mm. Mm. Any comments on tonight's game? I thought the boys, uh, they're much improved side, much improved since they were about a week ago. Mm. Um, they are definitely on the up. There are certain weaknesses which they can work on, and I think uh, the structure is starting to show a bit. Uh, but, you know, uh, they're, they're a young side, and they're a different side in change. It's a different side to what it was five years ago. Definitely, it's not half as good a side as it was five years ago, but it's a young side, and it's got to learn. You know, things mm. are up and down. Mm. And uh, they're, they're, they're definitely improved. There's some, there's some lot, there's a lot of talent there. Mm. Yeah. Lee, thanks for your time on Cape Talk. I really appreciate it. Pleasure. All right. Okay. Thank you very much. Good luck. Like there. Bye. Bye. I'm chatting now with Stephen D'Souza, father of Matthew, who's just made his first cap in the Springbok team. Uh, good morning, Stephen. Hi, Lindsay. How are you? It must be so exciting as a parent to see your son run on the field in the green and gold. Yes, very proud, proud moment for us, for Matthew, for myself and our whole family. But what I'm wanting to focus on is about, as a parent, um, what do you notice about uh, how your role is in terms of, in, of, of, of motivating, supporting him and the financial outlay in terms of <laughs> uh, this team, which, which, you know, everyone's got to manage themselves. If they get injured, they've got to take care of themselves. Hundred um, percent. I think it, as a parent, it's something that only a parent can um, experience and explain. Um, obviously, you, we've given him support, and Matthew's shown um, his love for hockey from a young age. So we've obviously encouraged him throughout uh, his high school and his varsity, um, being in fourth year varsity, and he's done well. Um, and uh, I think that, uh, from our side, we support him and watch as many games as as he's played. Um, and always there for him whenever it's possible. We just got back from India, um, where he played in the Under-21 World Cup, and it's a very proud moment for us. Uh, with regards to the finance, yes, that's always a strain, but I think it's the least that we can do um, as giving him the opportunity. So there are some times when you need to make some sacrifices, but I think it's, it's for the better. It's, it's for him. It's a fantastic opportunity representing your country. And it certainly makes my wife and I proud, as well as uh, Matthew. And I know he appreciates it. Now, I mean, he must have at some, at some stage said to you, hockey, were you not thinking, you know, why not rugby, soccer, you know, the crickets, which are the well-supported and well-sponsored sports? Um, f- funnily enough, Matthew started off 
playing um, soccer from around about four or five years old. And he played soccer right up until he was about 13, 14. And then hockey got introduced, uh, which he looked, at, he looked at and enjoyed. And um, by the time he got to 15, he had to make a choice, whether it was soccer or hockey. Mm. Uh, he chose hockey um, for whatever reason it was. They're very similar um, in structural play and things like that. And, um, yeah, he sort of enjoyed it. And hockey is the path that he's gone. And we just continue to support him. And by the same token, had he chosen any of the other sports that you've uh, mentioned, we would have done the same thing and supported him as well. It was ultimately his choice to make the decision for hockey. Now, he's studying at Stellenbosch University. Yeah. What What is he studying? Uh, he's doing a BAC. So he's uh, starting, he's got his degree now. He's doing his honours this year. And then he's finished. And next year he goes into the big wide world to do uh, his articles. And is he intending on playing international uh, club hockey? Um, I'm sure he is. I think you know, that's obviously every player's dream um, to play. Um, I think playing for your country is the ultimate, personally, mm. on my side, and I know Matthew would like it. So to try to get as many games as a South African player and what comes thereafter, I think um, will just be nice for his career to build on, which will obviously have the benefits to play in the national team. Mm. So it's not just him being transported, it's also you being transported. Yes, but uh, you know, luckily we, we enjoy, I love, um, I love hockey, mm. um, as I do most sports. In fact, right now, um, you know, I'm sort of going to watch soccer and things like that. So um, we travel wherever possible, we do. So it's, it's enjoyment, entertainment for us as a family. Um, my daughter is also a good hockey player. Um, so we, we enjoy hockey and, yeah, we travel around. It also gives us opportunities to see the world and the places where, where he plays. And what about um, in terms of his time management, where he studies? Um, is, that, is that something that loses out? He's just been to India and now the summer series? We, we're very lucky. Um, Matthew has got very good time management um, and it proves in his results. You know, he's had three years of varsity and he's passed exceptionally well, uh, um, as well as playing top-level hockey. Uh, last year in particular, they had very um, good hockey tournaments, they had the, um, the, the normal IPT as well as the Professional Hockey League, which they had in Joburg, where they're flying every weekend for four weeks. Um, and yet he still managed to maintain his studies. So his car management is excellent, in my opinion. Now, he played um, in the game where South Africa almost kept a, a Belgium to a draw. Um, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> um, is, he, is he playing again tomorrow at four o'clock? Um, I, w- I wouldn't know. Obviously, that's the coach's decision. Okay. Um, and he'll probably only get told that at their final practice tomorrow. So, yeah, I wouldn't know. But I'll be there to support. You know, I've traveled up from Durban for a business meeting tomorrow, which is how I've managed to watch today's game mm. and uh, tomorrow's game and to support him where possible. Stephen, thank you very much for your time on Cape Talk. Thank you very much, Lindsay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, Stephen. I'm chatting now with Bob Hobson, who is the father of Andrew, who is recently matriculated and is part of the Stellenbosch hockey team. Uh, Bob, good morning to you. Morning, Lindsay. How are you? I'm good. I, and I'm, I'm excited that there are so many fathers who are excited and so part of the hockey team. What's it like for you to have a son playing in the South African hockey team? Uh, it's absolutely awesome. You know, I think it's it's a, it's a dream of his um, since probably seven, eight years old. And, uh, yeah, it's gone a lot faster than what we ever expected. 
And, um, yeah, what a pleasure. What a great uh, opportunity for him. And also just to, for us that have played hockey before, um, meeting up with a whole lot of old mates and their kids playing in the side as well. So you think that hockey is just one big family? It is. I think it's it's a wonderful game. And uh, I think it's, you know, it's, there's a lot of challenges. But, uh, you know, it's, it's a fantastic game. So, we, yeah, that's sort of part of the life. You said Andrew had a dream to play hockey. Did you not p- persuade him to maybe do a more mainstream sport that might have some more sponsorship? Were you, you, you knew the sport. You must have known it was going to be uh, a lot of support, uh, both emotional and financial, in terms of his career. Yeah. I, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting because probably the first thing is you've got to enjoy what you're doing. Mm. Um and uh, as he said in some time ago, he said uh, if he was really good at, at he really loved soccer and if he was really anything good, he would have pursued it. But he realized <laughs> he, he wouldn't cut it in soccer. So he said, well, he took hockey on and I think he's done exceptionally well. Um, yeah, as, there are those challenges that it's not as maybe rewarding as, as rugby and uh, cricket, etc. in financially. But you know, at the end of the day, the guys are out there making good friends and enjoying the game. And I think that's that's very important. Now, he's got his cap just after matriculating. That's correct. What, yes. is, he, what is he studying now? He's doing a BCom at Smarties. Yes. And uh, so, yeah, he'll be first year, first year this year. And he'll be, he played for Marty's yesterday, uh, last year as a schoolboy. <laughs> yes. And uh, he'll be, yeah, he'll, he'll join the Marty side again this year. And now, as a parent, are you able to uh, get to watch all the games? Clearly, you were there tonight. Uh, yeah, I, I make a plan to get to as many as I possibly can. Okay. Now, there's a cost implication. Um, has, have you felt uh, that a draining in any way? What would you like to see in terms of the support that these young um, men and women get in terms of their hockey, that they're playing for their country? Yeah, I, you know, I, I think that uh, it, it has changed slightly. That you know, the, the last week um, we we haven't had to contribute uh, much financially because they've got sponsored. Um, and I think uh, worldwide they are making big strides to try and change hockey in the sense that instead of players playing their own way, and especially in the South African situation that we're not really professional per se. Um, that they can, through the World Hockey Association uh, or uh, Federation of International Hockey, that hopefully South Africa can get some sponsorship through that way and um, support these guys because we've really got good talent. But there are limitations in terms of finance, you know, to, to get all the tournaments, taking off work, etc., for the you know for the older guys that are are working. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I, you know, TV rights, they've changed a lot of things. And TV, a lot more people are watching hockey now than, um, you know, a couple of years back. Um, and I think if I just look at the school uh, crowds watching and even uh, some of the, the interprovincial games, there are a lot more people and uh, watching and, and also on TV. So hopefully those, those things change that they actually get some cash for playing for their country. And the the game on Sunday, you had a full crowd um, and lots of of youngsters um, who, yes. who who develop a love for the game, and that really is the future of of, of South African hockey. 
Was that? Yeah, I think it was. Fan- I think it was fantastic to see uh, Hartley Vale absolutely packed. I mean, that's what it should be for every game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andrew's one of of the newer players, um, and he's also one of the hungry players. Do you think that wears off? Uh, I d- I hope not. <laughs> and I, I, I think. Um, it's probably one of those things that uh, he's, a, he's competitive in nature and he's absolutely loves the game. Um, you know, I think the amount of hours that he sat watching videos and an, analyzing the Germans and the Dutch and uh, uh, the Australians and their moves and so on. So, you know, I, I think when, when, you, when you don't enjoy the game, that's when things will, you know, taper off. But... You know, they're young and enthusiastic and, you know, the whole world is still, you know, the whole challenge is still av- uh, ahead of them. So uh, I think there's, there's still a lot of energy that can will go into hockey. What do you think he's had to give up in order to be a Springbok hockey player? Uh, I suppose he's, he's got a choice now. Of, he's uh, <laughs> probably 50 per, 50% is hockey and 50% is studying and then the extra 10% on top is socialising. So <laughs> 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 I think... Uh, yeah, his social life is, um, you know, he, that has to be curtailed because obviously being super fit and uh, being focused on his sport. And that, but that's what he enjoys doing. So that's brilliant. Well, congratulations. Uh, are you going to be, be able to watch him at the game tomorrow, the last game against Belgium? Yes, we will be there, uh, Lindsay. All right. Well, looking forward to it. Fantastic. Thank you very much. Thanks for your time on Cape Talk. No problem. Thank you.